Well, hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to The Parenting Collective, formerly known as The Baby Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Donna Mawala, the founder of Bub to Sleep. I'm a certified paediatric sleep specialist working with expectant parents, newborns, infants, toddlers and children up to seven years of age here in Perth, Australia-wide and all around the world. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, beautiful families, to this week's podcast on The Parenting Collective. Super excited to share with you beautiful lady. Her name is Dominique Fletcher. She's a women's nurturing coach. And that in itself is a really good title because that's exactly what she is. She's not only got an incredible, beautiful voice that's very calming, um, but she is absolutely so nurturing. I found Dominique through a good friend, Heidi Anderson. Every time that I have a little struggles through parenting, like my own emotional struggles of what the hell, what am I going to do about my brain going crazy, trying to figure things out, I said to Heidi, you know, who who can help me this time? And it was Dominique. And Dominique, um, I was doing, I've been doing a one-on-one, so literally unlimited access to her. So in times of meltdowns, um, she's been able to really help me process what's going on in my mind in regards to parenting. So there's always, for me, evolution with parenting. I'm always trying to be the best version of myself or best version as a parent. Never quite get there, but always learning, learning, learning. And particularly teenage years have been hard for me because I've felt like, you know, I was a good mum and I did the right thing, but things come back to you to go, "Mm, maybe that could have been different or you could have looked at that differently. But the biggest thing is actually looking at yourself. So it's not even being a parent in particular, um, but for me it was having her support, um, spiritual support. Every time I was going through something, she could talk me through it, like why my mind was thinking that, what other ways I could sort of heal myself or look after myself, nurture myself, be kind to myself through times that were challenging because when you're dealing with teenagers is very different when you're dealing with a toddler that you can sort of still kind of control the situation slightly um, as they get as your children get bigger they're the individual people from the day they're born but as they get bigger they have a bigger voice so Dominique has been amazing in regards to nurturing myself and coming back to understanding why things are happening and she's just been incredible for me so we've talked so much today about uh, being kind to ourselves and you know like we don't have a community really um, in regards to nurturing anymore it's very very changed over the years and Oh, yeah, just understanding, understanding yourself as a parent or as a woman. And, um, yeah, I love, love, love working with her and love that I can share you with every, her with everybody. So I hope you enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye. Well, hello, Dominique. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me on, Donna. I'm super excited. <laughs> I do say that. I probably do say that every time, but I am super excited when I get to share people that I love to an audience that might hear in their ears um, what we're going to talk about today. So today's, yeah, we're going to be very, well, I'm going to be very open about my journey and how I found you and what we have been doing together. Um, Dominique is a women's nurturing coach and that she is. She is a nurturer. Her voice mm. I hear is, makes me feel like I'm being nurtured. So she's a yeah women's nurturing coach and um, well, I have been working one-on-one with you I don't even know how long it's been, three or four months now. Um, And I sort of try to explain it to people as a life coach as well because people go, what's that? And so for for me and my journey in life, I have become very spiritual, spiritual not being going to church or anything, but believing in all of that, the universe, 
guides, angels, and it's been something that's got really much stronger in the last four or five years. And so, Dominique, um, you use all of those lovely techniques to help guide which again might sound a bit crazy to people, but um, it's just so beautiful. So I really want to explain to people, we want to talk about becoming a, a mum and as a woman, how that changes you, how um, how we were parented, um, all of that, the impacts for, for us when we become parents. So please introduce yourself better than that <laughs> and what you do because that was Well, you did. <laughs> you did. You did a great job. But basically, not basically, but I'm a nurturing coach, as I call myself, but it's about women discovering that inner balance mm-hmm. within them because especially moms, we can go through this cycle of taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves, and then things happen in our externals we attach to them and then we forget to really go inwards and take care of ourselves so it's about tapping into that stop start cycle and finding out what's going on underneath Mm -hmm. what's anchoring us into the past what's creating the reality and how we feel yeah yes and it's different for everybody there's so many different techniques Mm -hmm. that I use and I follow my intuition with what they need that's right and you're amazing with that because I know other people that are working with you as well and <clears throat> going through, you know, everyone's got their different journeys, but you're incredible in regards to, yeah, tapping into, <clears throat> sorry, i got a frog in my throat, tapping into <clears throat> what's going on. And what you've been fantastic with is, you know, when you use the word balance, I've never had that ever. And I'm so erratic and, you know, I haven't even talked about this before, but I've been di- just been recently diagnosed with ADD and that's been a whole world because I compensated and I lived a really sort of successful life but the ups and downs were so dramatic and I was always trying to fix the external like like externals being your family your friends Mm. you know um, all of those things and we found that you were finding that balance which was external and it was based on what was going on external to you yeah I remember one of your first words were where I'm okay if everything else is okay. I know. Okay. How far have I come? That's where you are right now, and it's acknowledging that. And I loved as well how Donna used to say, you know, being in her kind of a divine. Well, it wasn't divine masculine because there was a sense of control. Very. And it was tell me what to do. I know. So right, okay. So I took that energy and I was like, right, okay. I want Donna to find out what she her intuition is mm. telling her what she needs I didn't have and that. eventually yeah it was like I'm not going to tell you what to do we're going to hold the space for you to discover and mm. strengthen this ability to listen to your heart yeah it sounds so simple so simple mm-hmm. but um you know and I'm I'm 47 and I feel like I've been on a journey since I was 17 like trying to heal and figure out what's going on and why I'm like this and you know really always chasing that uh, unachievable life of happy all the time because you can't. And so what was happening is my happiness relied on everyone else around me and you can't mm. do that. You can't do that because then then no one, you, you shouldn't be able to rely on somebody else for your happiness. And, and you're like a yo-yo. You're just a yeah. yo-yo of emotions yeah. up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what you've been able to help me understand is exactly that, is no matter what's going on on the external, that you can still be okay inside. 
And that sounds, again, so simple, but it's taken a lot of work and it'll still take a lot more work, but, you know, not being so chaotic. And I think with the ADD diagnosis, um, you know, and, and it's thrown around a lot these days and it's not easy to be diagnosed, so it's not something that I talk lightly about, but <clears throat> my children have been as well and that's always mm. usually what happens. You go, oh, that's what I was like. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, but the brain that it's so it's what, so I saw the other day with getting back to the ADD thing is like, I'm not a hyperactive person. So I never thought that it was, but I saw someone explain it, that if you have ADD and that person, they think that you don't because you're not sort of hyper, your brain is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's another thing. My mind was always, always in overdrive. And then, so what happens when it's in overdrive, then you get tired. So and you're not you're not looking after yourself and you're not being kind to yourself and then you're not being kind to yourself because your ADD is making you feel like you're a different person. So it was all of that and that sort of all happened once we started working too. Um, mm. But still, no matter with a diagnosis or not, it's kept coming back to no matter what's going on in your life, even your children, which lots is going on in our lives, as you know, <clears throat> with teenage girls, um, that we can still try and find that calm which is crazy. So, And, it, you know, it always comes back to we can consume all this information. Like you have from 17, you knew the knowledge, you knew all of this, but mm. what was missing was the embodiment yeah. of actually Do feeling we? emotions, of mm. actually practising and connecting with your heart and, and strengthening that because because otherwise it never happens. It didn't happen. And then the it older, never happens. And the older, and, you know, again, it was um, not that long ago that I figured out that I was a control freak and I didn't mean that. I don't mean that in a negative, nasty way. But for me, I had to control everything for me not to have anxiety, for me not to get burnt out. But you can't do that either. And then so what's yeah. And so what's happened is as the children have got bigger and they're teenagers, you can't control that. You just can't. And I was, I'd lost control of everything because um, what used to be able to work with these sort of secure, you know, wasn't even disciplined, but, you know, like, you know, controlling the situation, then the kids just, they just want to fight against it. And then you, then everything's miserable and, and you feel like the worst parent and the worst friend and the worst wife because you can't control everything. Oh. And I also feel like as well, it, it's expectations that were really big for you. You had these expectations of how you should be, yep. of how you should interact with yep. the challenges that you're having. And, you know, as a mom, you have these expectations of how it should look and how it should feel. And on those days that it doesn't, mm -hmm. then failure. you shame yourself that you're a failure, you're this and you're that. Every day. And Every day. That is what, yeah, and that is what's causing this real uneasiness in us. And, you know, I, I can really resonate with this. I was, you know, I grew up with, with trauma growing up um, with my mom as an alcoholic. And then I internalized that there was something wrong with me. And then yeah. achieve a mindset, must do, do, do to prove myself very low self-worth. And when I had my babies, I have two, a boy and a girl, this is when the postnatal depression anxiety yes. came and it all just hit me. Yep. Yep. All of that uh, that I was hiding away from all these years. From Can't hide it. Years. Yeah. I'm a mom, I'm 30, in my 30s, and I'm like, wow, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is some people we were talking about this before we started the podcast because I'm always researching everything all the time. It's just me. Mm -hmm. But talking about small traumas and big traumas. So. Yeah. 
the word trauma has been thrown away around so much now and people go, I wasn't traumatised. Like, what, mm. what, what do you mean? But it can be simple things like um, a parent that's um, controlled you and you didn't really have a voice in what you were able to do, you know, or whatever. And, you know, if the thing is what I'm trying to explain is becoming a mum, you you want to do your best, everyone wants to do their best, but no matter what happens as it gets, as they get bigger and, and life gets stressful, how you were brought up or these small traumas, big traumas that happened will absolutely impact the way that you parent your children, yes. even if you don't. And I'll show you, you know, an example of this, you know, because I am still in this process of working with my nervous system and because I'm, I'm going through adrenal fatigue and fibro is, because I held this trauma in my body. An example is sometimes the kids can trigger me. Yes. And I will start, you know, getting louder in my voice and getting frustrated that they have got their own emotions. Mm -hmm. And I always sit down and do the rebuild and talk to my six-year-old. She's very emotionally ahead. And I said, what's happening is you're shouting, your brother's shouting, and then also that is that's triggering me too. That's not your fault. And then she said to me, and mom, when you do that, you're not teaching us anything. Oh my And I gosh. said, no, I'm yes. not teaching you anything. I'm being reactive. And yeah. this is what happens. Sometimes that trauma comes out in that way. Yeah, exactly. And that's like I was saying, it doesn't have like, that is a big trauma having a mum that's an alcoholic, you know? And so, but these are the things um, that we talk about. And when we're triggered, which is quite often, and I'm really, again, very much getting into the conscious parenting and stuff like that because I was always triggered because of how I was brought up or, you know, and I look back and I think, oh, my gosh, you know, if I only knew just that it's not about them and it's the children and the toddlers, it's about me and, 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 you know, it's so good that you're having the conversation with your six-year-old because you can start those conversations, but... Uh, the biggest thing is for for mums, if they do hear this, is that you're not failing, and it's it's um, something that you can really look at to yeah. uh, like take put. It's like I feel like I've put glasses on and now I can see, you know. Particularly it's that different perspective, and, perspective. And, and what happens is we it has been proven by science that we can rewire our brain. Yes, that what's yes. happened, whether it's a a a big t- a big T or a small T, yeah. you know, it could yeah. be that a particular teacher has spoken to you in a certain way or a certain sibling or, or yes. a friend. When you were younger, between the ages of naught and seven, where our subconscious mind is really growing, and that comes out as an adulthood in adulthood. Yeah. And what we do at the beginning of um, this journey with me is we focus on how you want to feel. And yes. then we start looking at what belief systems are mm-hmm. going around the background that are anchoring you back yes. to from the past and reacting in certain ways. We don't want you to be reactive in life. We want you to interact and choose how you interact with the externals. Yes. And this is why it's, people feel powerless because they feel stuck and they're trying to use 10% of their conscious mind Mm -hmm. to make changes in their reality when really it's the subconscious 90% of our mind where the juicy part is, where we make the change. Yes. And we get burnt out trying to use that 10%. And I got burnt out. I mean, again, I know I keep bringing it up, but it's definitely an ADD thing that I found out Mm -hmm. as well. So... 
all of that, but then um, trying to be perfection, which you can't, trying to control situations, you can't, and then being triggered. So then all of that was exhausting all the time and always wanting to be the best mum and the best, you know, you just can't do that either. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, is the realisations of how and where it comes from. Because, you know, when we're all at home by ourselves, so that people don't know what's going on at home, like you can come across like you get it, got it all together, um, <clears throat> but it's it's what's in your soul, in your mind every day in regards to parenting. It just it, it doesn't go away. <laughs> and do you remember when, you know, you know there's, there's times that you've gone through that have been really intense and going on with, with um, your children? Yep. And do you remember that session that we did? And you were said, oh, I'm so tired. And yeah. I said, Donna, yep. perhaps you need to sleep. I know. And then you shamed yourself saying, well, the, the, it means that I'm depressed. So this yes. was a belief. Yes. If I sleep in the day or yes. if I have extra sleep, yes. it means I'm depressed yes. and I'm failing. Yes, failing. Because I'm, yeah. I don't ever stop. And just one of those people, and my husband Dave's the same. We don't sit down. It's ridiculous. It's not good. It's not healthy. But we're just both like that. And he would never shame me or anything like like ever. Like, but it was mine. And so I had a hoodie on, I think, that day. And it was like <laughs> you just allowed me to sleep. And I, I slept whenever I could. So working all the time. But I'd go, oh, I'm tired. I'm gonna just have a ten minute nap. Like I've never done that in my life. And the other big thing that scared me was um, I didn't want to get depressed. And so I would think by stopping and sleeping is depression. Yeah. And you said and that, no, is, that was a fact to you. That's felt so real when actually it's a belief system. It was. Around. Yeah. And it was I like know. you always just gave me, oh, look, I can't explain it's your voice, like I said, and what you ended, what you would always intuitively say when I need. It was crazy. But that was ridiculous. You, you were like, Donna, just sleep. You're not depressed. You're going through a lot. Your body's exhausted. And it was like you gave me the green light. And I was like, okay, no worries. And I did that for like six, four, five, yeah, six weeks. Like mm. I just worked, slept, worked, slept. I've never done that. And um, I wasn't depressed. It was like life has thrown us some really big curlies the last couple of years with mental, <laughs> mental health and mental wellness. And, you know, emotionally, it's, it's so emotionally exhausting. And your yep. body... Yep. Your body needs that rest. And, you know, for, for new mums or no matter no yeah. matter what stage you are at parenthood, it's about giving yourself permission, you know what, to have no. these crap days. And they sometimes days are crap and sometimes yes. we fail. Yes. And but it's okay to okay. have yes. And, and, and that's I don't like failing and neither does my husband. And so this is what we've created. And it's like wow, these children have a voice, a really big, loud voice, and I didn't really have a voice when I was a kid and, you know, all of these things They'll come out. They'll pull you up on it. They'll yeah, oh, my gosh, they are. Yeah. Like I was watching again something else and um, they were saying as a parent, ask your child what they think of you. Ask your child. I, I'm too scared to ask, to be honest, um, but ask, <laughs> ask, ask your child because they'll tell you the truth. <clears throat> And there's been times that things have been said and I'm like, oh, really, is that how you feel? It's dagger to the heart. But then it's maybe their truth, but it, it isn't the truth in yes. that something that I love to explain is we all have these different perceptions based on how we grew up, what programming. We're being programmed every single day with all the information that we yeah. take in and it's our perception of a situation. They have a perception, but what's yeah. actually reality? Yes, yes. And this my, my daughter is saying to me, at six-year-old, 
oh, you don't love me or no one loves me. And the ego is really strong and explain to her, that's actually a story. Yes. And that's not reality. Yes. And so this is what's happened with one of our teenagers. I won't name names, um, but it's clearly just evolving in front of our faces that, um, you know, she felt a certain way in the family with the, with the three girls and we knew it but we didn't nurture it. We sort of just like that was the role that she took. But then what happened, the story was created really strongly that she didn't feel happy and she didn't feel loved and she didn't feel liked and we all love and like her, but that story started to get created when she was little, like six or seven, and now she's older. It is cemented. That story in her head is so cemented and we're working so hard as a family Mm -hmm. to recreate the story for her. And I, and that's why I want to share all of this because I want families and parents to understand we're doing the best we can, but understand they're individual little humans and they're here to teach us and that be very open with all of that because they will get older and they'll really tell you. <laughs> and that's, that's their lesson. That is their lesson to learn. And yes. something to remember is that, you know, kids at that young age are really egotistic. So. Yeah they will maybe see a particular situation that's happened and they will perceive it yes. in a particular yes. way. And yes. it's not that it's fact and it's not that you've done it's anything wrong. It. Yeah. The way they've perceived it. Yeah. yeah. And then, then then their mind starts to look for evidence that 100%. This is true. It's exactly what's happened. And yeah. carries on and carries yeah. on. And we're very open about talking. We're, like, we're a very strong family unit, but it's been very, we've had some really tough times. But we've stayed together, um, but we're getting the support to educate Dave and I on how to support her. So that's the things that we can do when they're younger. Like be knowledgeable around parenting. It's a really important role, the most important role, you know. They are individual children and uh, human beings they are as they're born. But, um, yeah, just get the support as parents is the biggest thing, particularly as mums. We're the, we're the ones that... Um, we're the ones that grow them in our bellies, mostly, yeah. um, and, you know, and we create them and, yeah, it's, I don't And know. I think it's really important also at this point, like you think about the mom, you yeah. know, I'm thinking about moms here right now and everything that we go through on a daily basis and when we have those emotions that come in is to feel those emotions. Yes. And also... Pretending that everything is perfect isn't a great thing. It's being open and saying, you know, I say to my children, okay, I'm having a really intense day and mummy might be really short and it's not your fault, but this is how I'm feeling. And also having these conversations to other moms, you know, I I am very open on my socials about my journey, especially on my healing journey right now. And the big emotions that I'm having and actually normalizing it because so many women I speak to, especially when a woman comes on um, a coaching call for the first time and they have these feelings and I say to them, you are not alone in how you're feeling. Normalizing that, that you're not broken. You don't need fixing. This is just an opportunity for growth and up level. And you're safe. Yes, safe. I've never felt, and it's such as all these words we're using, people might go, huh, that doesn't make sense. But for me, I was, I've spent my life running away from any pain, which I've had plenty of emotional pain, but I've 
tried to fix it or run away from it or um, travel the world or d- d- done all of these things because that made me happy and content. But then what's happened with being married and and a mum, you can't run away. I mean, you can get a divorce if you want, but I do love my husband. Drives me crazy, but I do love him. Um, but, um, you know, it is you, you can't run. Oh, no. Really? And, 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 and what we do is if we can't run, we buffer. So we may be overeating, overwatching yeah. Netflix. 100%. Anything Numbing. to be other than being in peace. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that's always been my, um, my, my journey is to try and find this inner peace. And I've been doing all the work, like before we started working, any type of um, healing spiritual thing that's out there, I've done and loved it. But it was mm-hmm. like they were doing it to me or for me, where with working with you, like, okay, Donna, you've done all that work, but now we need to figure out how to embody it and and not do the running away or not getting the fixing. It's like, okay, you don't need to be fixed, but this is being safe. That it's I want you to okay. feel. Yeah. I want you to feel. Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts a lot. And it's very painful. And there's been some really, really you know, times where you felt so alone in it. And this is yeah. why the coaching space, having someone there holding that space. Oh, it was amazing. You. Yeah. Because it can be really scary. It's like, you know, a cup of sand and it's being stirred up. It's being stirred up. And you feel stirred up. Oh, chaotic. You feel your question, you know, yeah. can I just push this back down? That's what but I mean. you know what? If you push it down, you end up with physical conditions yes. like me. And me, yes, which so, is awful. Um, and and yeah. we know it, but like, I just get nailed with my health, and is uh, and it's happened mm. a lot the last well, my whole life. But this last two years, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm meditating. I'm doing this. Oh no, 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 no. Then I get some yeah nasty thing that just annihilates me, and I'm bedridden for weeks. You know, like, yeah. what can you do yeah. about it? And that's the thing; it does come out in your health. And it's, it, you can't keep putting the lid on the container uh, for your whole life um, and be okay because you will end up, it might take longer than what it has for us in coming out in your health, but it will come out. Yeah. And it's like, I love this, um, this example. And, you know, you look at, you know, young kids and how they process emotion. You see it travel through their whole body yeah. and pass. If you watch them and how um, linked your mind and your body is. So, you know, you imagine an emotion as a beach ball blown up and you're having this emotion and it feels too uncomfortable to feel it. So you push it down underwater and you think about that pressure. (laughs) So you could be in a traffic and then you let it go and then it explodes. So say you're in a traffic jam and you're triggered by something that seems so small but that's it. That's what. That's why. Because this has been pushed down and pushed yeah. down and pushed down. And and in parenting, you know, I just yeah, I just felt like that was happening daily. Push down, push mm-hmm. down, push down. You know, but um, I just yeah, it's al- always on the journey of growth. But I just wanted to share everybody with you with everybody because you know you've been again such a, a great support for me through a really tough few months and. I feel like, like I say, say to you, I feel like the shackles are off and even though we're still in the midst of having to deal with stuff, I I'm just feel like a different person on how I deal with it and same with Dave and, mm. yeah, there's help out there. And you've got to look. Also, it's really, it's really empowering, isn't it? It's yeah. really empowering. 
And don't we realize how much I love using the word leaking energy? Yeah. Where gosh, yes. You know, especially kids, because you think about you think about how you know they attach to us physically and mentally, and we have these cords attached to them. And something that's so nice to do is come back to your own energy, cutting those cords at the end of the day. Yep. Being in your own space. Absolutely. It so it's amazing. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just no. do, do it at home. Um, so how can people work with you? So I'll, I'll put all the links and everything um, in, yeah. in our bio and um, yeah. so people can either do the one-on-one, which is incredible. It's like a big nurturing hug every day. <laughs> um, but, you know, everyone should follow you on Instagram. Um, I'll yes. share all of that. But, yeah. So, um, I mean, I love to hear, you know, jump into my DMs, connect with me, let me know that you've listened to this or if there's something that's resonated with you. Because when we do podcasts, we do the speaking and don't know who's receiving them. So it's always open for a chat. Um, Yes, I work on one on one and we 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 take a dive into it. But also I have this beautiful membership where women come into this space to be held and it's that weekly, I have these self-love invites yeah. where we keep the mind engaged. There's content there, but it's about the embodiment oh, and to amazing. be real and to show up as you are. Bad day, good day, whatever it looks like, any shape and form, it's about having that support. Yeah, and being Normally. real because you don't know really who you are. You become a mum and you're like, who am I now? Oh, my gosh, who the hell am I? And then trying to figure that out and then just being real with the shitty times because it's, I want to swear, but it's like there's so much shitty times, but we just don't talk about it. Like it's really uncomfortable to talk about it, but it's the more we share, the more people know, oh, okay, it's normal to have shit, really shitty times, you know? Yeah, and I think it's just about having that safe space because it doesn't feel safe for us to share. You know, we live in this yeah. society where, you know, I know that's shifting, but we've got to have it all together. Yeah, when no. I'm sorry, but there's no single human being no way. who has it all together. We are living this human experience. So, you know, from my gift to you for listening to this, you know, I'm opening that space for a free month for you. Awesome. So I'll give Donna the link um, to see if it feels aligned with you in the energy but I just want you to know that you are not alone with whatever emotions you're having if you're having a a really crap day right now listen to this it's okay so instead of shaming yourself which may become really natural you know so natural for you to do is even placing your hands over your heart and holding yourself invite that version of yourself that is feeling scared and emotional and tired and overwhelmed and her in, mm-hmm. connect with her and show her love. Absolutely. What Absolutely. do you need? Oh, thank you so much. Love, You're love, so love welcome, sharing. darling. Bye. Bye. Thank you. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave me a rating and review on our podcast. I love reading all of your messages, so shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I am at bub to sleep bub number two sleep i also offer a free 15 minute phone chat if you'd like to book one head over to my website www.bubtosleep.com.au and request one there so try to remember to be kind to yourself and always know you're doing the best you can every day no matter what your days are tonight until next time much love